0: You're
1: waiting. while well, I started it, so you don't need to wait. Oh. Now I'm not ready. Oh, by the way, my mother said that she had chills listening to your story and that you were doing such a good job, and I did not get that compliment. Oh, <laughs> thanks, <Heidi>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was like, thanks, Mom. I, I kind of
0: played the military card with your family, so. <laughs> I was like, what Hair
1: what? toss. Where about me? (laughs) Not as good. Get better. Do a better job. I didn't raise you to be like this. The editing was terrible. You should be better. You know
0: better. That sounds like Heidi.
1: No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all.
0: (laughs) She's very, very wonderful person. Who likes me better? Oh it's okay, my mom would like you better too.
1: About how moms work. Yeah. And my dad recently was like, Oh, I was at my mother's house and I had I saw my old Steiff doll. And I was <laughs> like, I should take a picture for the girls. And I was like, no, no, thanks. We're good. I don't really want a cursed picture. No, I'm good. So did, did, it, what is with your family not understanding the point of my story? Well, actually, my mom is currently on travel and she was in Austria and they have a Steiff <laughs> store. And she took a picture of it, and she's like, maybe we can get a Robert. And I'm like, terrible idea, mother. Terrible idea. I
0: need to (laughs) sit down with the Myers and go over Robert the doll again, I think, because you're just over here bad-mouthing him. Your dad's like, I have my own Robert. Yep. Your mom's like, maybe we can get a new one. No, we don't want any
1: Roberts. It's My family's crazy. We don't care. (laughs) You should, because then your audio gets deleted. Yeah, but I had a backup, so it was fine. Maybe that's why my car wouldn't start this morning. Yeah, it's like fine. Audio doesn't get you. Here's I was your car. ready this morning. I was out the door super early, and my car wouldn't start. And I was like, "Damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> the one day I'm running on time, early, not on time, early, early. early. I know I'm chronically late, and I don't know why.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's been a day. Mm. <laughs>
1: It has been a day. Not a good one, but a It's day. Thursday.
0: Tomorrow's Friday. Hallelujah. I have my company holiday party mm. which has beer and wine. So,
1: oh, that's exciting
0: that I don't have to pay for.
1: That's excellent. I have one coming up as well and I'll be going with some of my coworkers, so I'll have somebody to talk to this time instead of awkwardly standing around being like yes hello how are you i see you every day in the (laughs) office but i don't actually talk to you because i don't like you that much so we have our unit holiday party which is just like my group
0: and then next week we have the community holiday party which is the entire like it's everybody which also has beer and wine so yeah
1: we like to do it up well i think we should probably introduce ourselves right we haven't done that we haven't done that (laughs) this is why we have you see I can't do this by myself you can't Not. I mean just beyond the fact that you don't have the editing equipment you can't do it without me I can't even tell you what this is (laughs) my name is Kristen Meyer I'm Becca DeGrace and this is our podcast Saucy Spirits where we discuss spirits and uh we pair it with a drink and I like how you change it up every time. I don't. I never know where it's gonna go,
0: and I love it. (laughs) Going on a roller coaster. Improv.
1: (laughs) Um, it it, it's mostly because I don't do things multiple times the way I did before. Like even if I like a recipe, I won't cook it multiple times. No, you just
0: don't cook it again. That's Hence, changing. why I don't get
1: all the cupcakes I want. That
0: is true. And you go, What do you want? And I say this, and you go, Okay, well, I didn't make that. <laughs> I didn't make it's so true. <laughs> and I say, you know, Okay, like, well, I'm still going to eat them all and double fist them. I would
1: love to have Consistent your chocolate, chocolate right cupcakes. Here. Okay, I made strawberry. <laughs> you know, something really dumb.
0: Uh-uh, those were strawberry champagne cupcakes, and those were the bomb. Those were good. Were oh,
1: I completely forgot about those. I know there was the margarita cupcakes. Oh, I ate too many of those before 2 p.m. There was, I guess, the strawberry champagne. I completely forgot about those. There was those the were good. chocolate and salted caramel. Oh, so good. And the breakfast with uh, candied bacon. So good. You oh. made carrot cake? That's true. Made carrot cake ones. And the point is, when
0: you make cupcakes, I just consume them all and feel fantastic about myself. I mean,.
1: Even a shitty cupcake is a decent thing. Hmm. I don't know. I don't think so? Like, even the grocery store cupcakes have their own place. Like, they're not a place on my table, but they have a place. When they're all dry and crumbly. Ah. But then you just kind of mash them with the frosting and it becomes like a cake pop.
0: I'm a big cake pop person. Oh, well, there you go. I think that they should be separate. From what? Each other. They can work together, but they shouldn't be mashed together. I mean, that's kind of, like, the basis of a rum cake. I've never had rum cake. Oh, huh. okay. Again, normal people probably haven't.
1: I don't like the ones that, like, in America, because they have, like, a shit ton of raisins, which I hate. <laughs> but they're nature's candy. No. Can't, like, crystallized ginger or, like, orange is nature's candy, not raisins. <laughs> That's, that's false. That's clearly false. <laughs> that is something that a preschool teacher is But that's what it like, says on the box. And I hate to break it to you, but they're lying. <laughs>
0: <sighs> You're just crushing all my hopes and dreams today. Yep. You had a bad morning. Now I have to ha- have a bad
1: night. And we're going to talk about Christmas stories. Right, because, I mean, why not? This is a (laughs) paranormal podcast. We are both really pissed off, and we're going to talk about the happiest
0: time of the year, so you're going to sit here and listen to us! Because when I think Christmas and all the holidays and New Year's and everything, I'm like ghosts. Yeah, that's what I think of too, actually. (laughs) I mean, you probably
1: do. I think of all the Christmas stories as we sit by the fire and watch the chestnuts roast. Do you know what I do think of when I think of holidays, though? Alcohol. I like that.
0: Which we do have. We have plenty of! Do you want to do a quick intro, since I'm going to be talking a lot in the first half, of like how this one's going to run down, because it's not our typical...
1: Yeah, so we decided to try a little bit of like a Christmas episode... Um, so we are going to kind of continuously follow one thing. So Becca's going to follow one story and she's going to pair it with a drink. And then my story is going to bounce off of hers. Compliment. Compliment. That's, that's the fancier SAT Mm -hmm. word right there. Um, so they're both going to have to do with each other instead of just taking place on different points on the planet. (laughs) Whatever we feel like. Whatever we can find the alcohol to. (laughs) Because there's one story I want to do, and I can't find anything <laughs> from this area. It's driving me up a wall to the point that I'm like, well, if I drive there overnight, I could go over to a store that sells, like, get the alcohol from that area, and then I could pick it up and I can do my story, which is crazy talk.
0: <laughs> so, um, and yeah. And a shout out to my coworker, Emma, who helped us decide who
1: was going to do which half of this story. Yeah, because otherwise we would still be texting back and forth being like, no. You go ahead and pick. No, you pick. Right. No, seriously, you pick. Even though oh. you
0: had a specific one you wanted, yeah. and I truly did not care. Yeah, but-, but you got what you wanted, so
1: good job, Emma. Out. Yeah, good great job. job. Thank You're you. The, you are the perfect picker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I don't think I like that. Um, so shall I just spoil the surprise now and say what we'll be covering? Please do. So I will be doing the Christmas Carol, which is Charles Dickens' stories of spirits that come to visit a really grumpy old man.
1: Um, for our alcohol, do you like how fancy this is with like the gold Oh, it's super emblem fancy. on it? It's probably not expensive because it looks so fancy.
0: I actually went to, not the brewery, but a restaurant that had only this beer, but the first time that Matt and I went to London, mm-hmm. it's above, it's the tavern- Right above where the Lion King is in London's West End. Oh wow! And they only have Sam Smith's beer, and they actually have a strawberry beer that's really good. A strawberry beer. Mm-hmm. It's very, very good. Hmm. Um, uh, but this is not a strawberry beer because this is not. You don't go. This is not summer. You don't think England, Christmas Carol, strawberry beer? No.
1: <laughs> um. I mean, if you do, then I'd be an interesting story. Strawberry beer. Strawberry beer in Christmas time in like ye old England. I mean I don't think I think that's a fictional story. Which ye old is I'm by the way, I'm just gonna go on a linguistic thing here right now. Oh boy. Ye old is not actually pronounced ye, it's just the T H sound, so it's actually still the. It's not ye. But (laughs) I'm use it to mock everything, so it's gonna be ye in my dictionary. Okay. (laughs) I'm still opening this. So so. if you see ye old candy store, it's actually the. It's Yeah, but if you say that people are gonna think you're the dumb one. Maybe I was the one who got my degree in linguistics. Yeah, but if
0: I go around with, like, my friends and my coworkers and I see ye old candy shop, I'm like, oh, the old candy shop, they're going to be like, you dumb, that says ye. Well, that's why you just have to educate. No, that's not what friendship's about. (laughs) Anyway, so the beer, which I still have not introduced, is Samuel Smith Nut Brown Ale. Um, Samuel Smith is Yorkshire's oldest brewery. It's in Yorkshire, England. Mm -hmm. Fun fact. Fun fact. Um, it, it's brewed at the, it's literally called the Old Brewery. Maybe mm-hmm. it's Ye Old Brewery. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's <laughs> um, In Tadcaster, Yorkshire. Um, and it was established in 1758. So they've been mm. doing beer for a while. They know their shit. Um, they're known for brewing distinctive, well-balanced, and elegant beers. They still use stone York- Yorkshire squares to ferment all of its ales and stouts. They said that, like, it was really impressive. I don't really know. I saw a picture of it. Oh. I'm I don't know. sure that was
1: an impressive picture. I'm sure
0: it's cool. Um, but they have been using the same yeast strain since the 1800s.
1: Oh, wow. So That's amazing. That's pretty
0: cool. It's kind of um, like sourdough, then. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, they keep all the same yeast as much as they can um the brewery does have two full this this is a Kristen fun fact they have two full-time coopers who make and repair all the oak casks you're actually very happy i'm actually (laughs) really, really fascinated (laughs) <laughs> they make and repair all of the ones that they like age their stuff in on site and they employ two full time. Wow, that's actually really cool. <laughs> yeah, right? I was like, I saw that and I was like, ooh. Yeah, that's a certain like, uh, fact right there. Uh, and then, a Becca <laughs> fun fact is that they have Grayshire horses stabled at the old brewery ooh. that they actually use five days a week to deliver the beer within the town. Like, that's via super carriage cool. and stuff. Yeah. So I like really want to go visit this town and just watch them deliver beer and scratch some horse noses. Yeah. Um the beer is brewed from the original well at the old brewery. Um, mm-hmm. the hard water, the hard well water is drawn from 85 feet underground oh, wow. and it's the same well that's been used since the beginning in
1: 1758. Wow. So I'm surprised that they allow them to use that
0: still. I mean I'm sure it goes through filtration processes and Yeah still, it's England. True. They're like, hey, it's beer. We just want to drink it. Most of these houses are held up together by glue and air So from all the woodworms, so. <laughs> the point of beer was just to make water more drinkable, That's so <laughs> it's all good. Um, this particular one is um, a relatively dry ale with a rich, nutty color and a palette of beech nuts, almonds, and walnuts. Hmm. Maybe that's why it's called the Nut Brown Ale. Mysterious. I mean, maybe not. We haven't had it yet. It is five percent ABV. Oh, that's pretty low. I mean, it's a brown ale.
1: Yeah.
0: Those are usually pretty low. Sure. Did you finish your water?
1: Mhm.
0: <laughs> Chugging your water. Chug it down. Okay. Sorry, you flung me head. That looks like well water.
1: <laughs> when you say it like that, that's <laughs> like, yeah, please have a glass of foamy brown water <laughs> that we got out of a well. And if you gave me that, I'd be like, mm, I'm not thirsty anymore. I'm, I'm well, also- here's a little bit more. Um, like, I'm in thank you. There we go. All right. It's got a very nice color. It's kind of like a chestnut brown. Another nut. Another nut. <laughs> there's a lot of jokes we could go but, but we're not that l- <laughs> <laughs> maybe after a couple beers maybe after a couple drinks um yeah it's got a very nice dark uh color to it does um, smell a little nutty i would almost say like there's
0: walnut yeah that's one of the things listed oh look at that <laughs> i told you what was <laughs> in it. Uh-huh. thanks for listening doesn't have any walnut taste though well it doesn't have to carry it all the way through
1: well.
0: did you have that st- when remember when you were up in cornish and there was that stout that smelled terrible but tasted fantastic that cam drank a lot of yeah and i was like this is not going to be good stout and then i drank it and it was very good yeah that was like the um
1: but it was very rich so i couldn't the have pecan too much pie stout i tried
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was smelled so good and then i tried it and i was like Blech. Oh, that's the reverse. I can deal with if it if
0: it doesn't smell good and it tastes good.
1: Yeah, no, it's like syrup. Like, oh, sugar no. syrup goes bad. It's upsetting. Especially because well. that brewery is usually really good, so.
0: Boo. But do you like it? Will it do
1: for the story? Does it put you in an English frame of mind? It puts me in an English frame of mind. I don't know. How about an English holiday? You'll have to spin me a tail for me to get into that.
0: Well, I'm not going to, but Mr. Dickens will. <laughs> right. I got the easy one this week I'm just retelling a story Yeah, With some fun facts that I found Some fun facts Those will be at the end oh. um, The full title is A Christmas Carol in Prose Being a Ghost Story of Christmas Written by Charles Dickens
1: He was very um, concise Succinct, yeah
0: um, It was first published in London By Chapman and Hall in 1843 And the illustrations were done by John Leach have you seen the man who invented Christmas?
1: Mm-mm.
0: It's actually really fun. It's really good.
1: Definitely takes some
0: list. like liberties, but it's all about like writing this.
1: I feel like I any good his movie his process. Has to. Yeah, it's
0: all about his writing process through this. And it's actually yeah. So it's like Christmassy, but you can also watch it not Christmas. It's a good movie. I enjoyed it. Anyway, the story is broken into five staves or chapters. Hmm. The first stave, that just sounds so fancy, doesn't it? Mm, stave one and it's roman numeral mm. stave i <laughs> it's not stave i it's what it says on my computer stave i
1: it's still stave one but okay are wrong. <laughs> Ye are wrong ye <laughs> <The> are wrong <laughs> the are wrong <laughs> exactly
0: um so it opens on christmas eve in london which is very bleak and foggy, as one would imagine Victorian London to be. Mm. Happy place. A lot of soot. A lot of soot. A lot of smog.
1: A lot of serial killers.
0: A lot of serial killers. Mm. A lot of non-happy children in the Victorian age because you were supposed to be seen and not heard. A lot preferably. Of child labor. Preferably not seen either.
1: Preferably sweeping chimneys.
0: Right. Or like crawling around factory floors. A lot of disease.
1: Good times. Good times. Let's do time traveling. Guys. Now I understand
0: why Ebenezer Scrooge is a miser. Um, he's an elderly miser who hates Christmas, and he thinks that it's just a waste of time. He refuses an invitation to Christmas dinner with his nephew, Fred. He refuses to donate to two men to provide food and shelter for the poor. Um, he very begrudgingly allows his employee, Bob Cratchit, Christmas day off because he's like, listen, this is a bit ridiculous that you want a day off. This is a work day. I don't care if it's Christmas. Christmas doesn't matter. Mm. Um, but that night, Christmas Eve night, Scrooge is visited by the ghost of his former business partner, Jacob Marley. Ghost number one. Ooh, Keeping
1: it on the track. All right. One fingers <laughs> up.
0: Ghost number I. <laughs> um, Marley is bound in change that he forged in life for all the misdeeds and neglect of human compassion, he created in afterlife. So he's just carrying around every bad deed he did. Mm. He's carrying around with him. Mm. Um, he clearly was not Catholic.
1: He didn't ask for forgiveness. He, <laughs> he died out of time. <laughs> he's like, man, damn it!
0: Could've come for on! Forgiveness,
1: and I wouldn't have to do this. Thought I had five more
0: minutes. <laughs> Um, Marley warns Scrooge of what his afterlife will become if he doesn't make changes and make them quickly, mm. aka he's going to be like Marley. Can you bet if he came and he was just like, hey,
1: I know I look scary, don't worry, it's not going to be like this for you. I just want to give you a moment to like collect yourself. I just really missed you, bud. I just really missed you, which is actually kind of like, would be a heartwarming story, but like, <laughs> at the same time, this is not the story we want.
0: I mean, it's terrifying in the movies, because Bob Marley usually has, like, his head tied up, and he, like, unties it, and his mouth drops open.
1: I mean, I'm gonna be honest, the last time I watched, like, a Christmas Carol movie version was the Muppet version. Oh, no. So. I
0: love the Muppet version. No, I <laughs> love the classic version.
1: I don't think I've ever seen it.
0: You upset me. I know. You've read the book, right? Yeah, I've read the book. Okay. He tells Scrooge that he'll be visited by three spirits throughout the night. The mm-hmm. spirit of Christmas past, mm-hmm. ghost number I-I. The spirit of Christmas present, ghost number I-I-I. Eee! And E. And then the spirit of Christmas is yet to come. Spirit mm. Ivy. Ive. <laughs> Ivy. This is the spirit Ivy. He's the fanciest of all spirits. Mm. <laughs>
1: not the one you want knocking on your door
0: then we move on to stave two this is when the ghost of christmas past comes to visit scrooge the ghost of christmas past is usually described as an androgynous figure of an in, inter, indeterminate age in a white robe usually they're portrayed as a, like a beautiful woman a mm. movie probably because that's not very exciting to see on screen
1: yeah just like oh cool Oh, could, could we have a pretty lady in the <laughs> I want
0: to see a pretty lady. I want to see the pretty lady.
1: Pretty ladies,
0: please. <laughs> and, oh, I just like went into lovely ladies from *Like Miz in my head. And lovely. Yep. All right, we're doing real well with staying on track this time.
1: This is gonna be a hard one to edit down to an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's the
0: holidays. Can't it be a little longer? It's a special
1: hour fifteen. Okay.
0: Um, on the spirit's head is a blazing light reminiscent of a candle flame carrying with it a metal cap in the shape of a candle extinguisher. Oh. Which makes me think of the Tin Man. Just like, whoop.
1: Yeah, but he has a funnel on his head.
0: No, I know, but I just think of like an extinguisher. Yeah, okay. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I picture. Um, When the spirit arrives in Scrooge's bedroom, he or she, do we want to call her she? I feel like that'll just be easier. We'll just do she. Um... She takes Scrooge to the memories of his childhood, a time when he was young and innocent and happy and didn't hate everything. Um, mm-hmm. Scenes depict his lonely time at boarding school, his close relationship with his sister, Fan, who's Fred, his nephew's mother, who has since passed away, mm-hmm. and a Christmas party hosted by his first employer, Mr. Fezziwig, who was a father figure to Scrooge. Mm-hmm. Um, one scene shows Scrooge's fiance, Belle, ending their engagement due to his clear love for only money. And the last scene that the ghost of Christmas past brings him to is a scene of Belle, his ex-fiance, with her current family happy on Christmas Eve, specifically the Christmas Eve that Marley died. During this scene, Belle describes that the cold man Scrooge has become, and upon hearing this, Scrooge demands that the spirit brings him back to his room. He's like, nah, I don't want to hear any more of this. I want to go to bed. It's past my bedtime. Away with ye, (laughs) ghosty. Ghost eye. Ghost eye. <laughs> <laughs> Away with the ghost eye. felt <laughs> so like the stink eye that a ghost gives you? Oh, could you imagine a ghost giving you a stink eye? That would be terrifying.
1: I think that that is some stories. Just like ghosts staring at you. What? For the stink eye? Mm, yeah. I guess it depends on how you would interpret it, but yeah. No, I don't like that. Mm.
0: Anyway, on to stave three. This is the ghost of Christmas present, who is a jolly giant with dark brown curls. He is usually wearing a fur-lined green robe. With On, on his head is a holly wreath um, with shining icicles all on it. And he carries a large torch resembling a cornucopia accompanied by a massive feast when he appears to Scrooge. Hmm. This one's my guy.
1: Yeah, this the like, guy I've always loved. He likes to party. He's merry. He's got food. He's alcohol. the Dickens version of Santa Claus. Like, ugh.
0: Mm. He's the spirit. Um, so when they go on their little journey, the two visit Fred's Christmas party, which is current. Like, well, te- technically it's in the future, but it's this Christmas, so it's just tomorrow. It's close it's enough. It's future in one day. Yeah. Um, where Scrooge sees them laughing about how poor Scrooge can't even see value in taking a day off for Christmas. Which... Again, it's Christmas. Yeah, I know it's the point of the story. It's the point of the story, though. Um, the majority of this chapter is dedicated to Christmas Day with Bob Cratchit and his family introducing Tiny Tim to us. Mm. And Tiny Tim is like annoyingly happy. He's just like that abnormally happy child that you're just like, come on, kid.
1: (laughs) Oh no, Krista might not hold her beer. Anyone be like, yeah, Tiny Tim is the annoyingly optimistic one, even though he's like He's like that kid in like in school
0: when everyone's like, oh, we have a test, and they're like, at least we get to learn something new. And it's like, shut up. Like, you're turning to the Scrooge Tim, right now. Like, shut up, Tim. Stop being so tiny. Um. But he's so tiny
1: because he is seriously ill. That's what I mean. Nobody ever says anything. I know, but <laughs> Yes, he's very, very ill. He's a very sick He's time. very ill, but he's still like, everything's great. I almost wonder if that could also be
0: point of the story, too. I mean, it is. Yes. But again, we've all known that kid. I mean, yeah. Were you that kid? I might Because if been you that didn't kid. know that kid, you
1: were that kid. I might have been that kid. I mean, I don't think I ever said, at least we learned something, because I still hated taking tests, but uh, I always do try to spin something positive. I try and then people are like, well that got dark. And I'm like, oh. So you didn't actually make it to positive. You
0: went past positive and went back to negative. Found another angle, I guess. (laughs) You did a
1: (laughs) you did a 360 instead of a 180. (laughs) Instead of turning it around, you came all the way back around. Never
0: been good at math, maybe that's my issue. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, tiny Tim. Happy little boy who's dying. Do you like my version of this this story? This is very fascinating How you (laughs) explain this so far. Um, The spirit does inform Scrooge that unless things um, are changed and changed like yesterday, Mm -hmm. Tiny Tim's going to die as a young child, which even if you're a Scrooge, you don't like when a young child dies.
1: No. Like that's... Not unless there's something really wrong with you. And then I don't think three ghosts visiting in the middle of the night. That's not going to do anything
0: for you. No. Um, before leaving Scrooge, the spirit shows him two hideous and emanci- em- em- emancipated, <laughs> emaciated.
1: <laughs> yeah, those are two different words.
0: Oh, emaciated children named Ignorance and Want. He warns Scrooge to be wary of Ignorance above all else and mocks Scrooge when he shows concern for their welfare. So at this point, we're already seeing Scrooge starting to be like, "Oh, maybe I'm not a great person." This so much. I don't want a child to die, so I'm not that terrible of a person yet. Yeah, yet, but right. I still don't like my employee taking a day off. We're still not there yet. We're gonna see what this. We need a little fear in the mix. Stay four comes, and this is the ghost of Christmas is yet to come, and this spirit. Closely resembles the Grim Reaper, shrouded in a black cloak with Mm. a hood covering its face. Mm -hmm. This is probably the most terrifying part of me, especially in written form, is that it doesn't speak once.
1: No, that always did freak me out as a kid. Like in
0: film, like sure, you can get away because you can show mannerisms, but this spirit was terrifying because he never spoke in a book. Mm. How do you not speak in a book and be that
1: terrifying? It's the absence of something that makes it more scary.
0: I don't like it. Um, definitely, for me, the most terrifying mm-hmm. of all three. The spirit shows scenes involving the death of a disliked man whose funeral is only attended by local businessmen who come only on the condition that lunch is provided. Um, his employees... It sounds undertake- like a lot of
1: meetings I've been
0: to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only going if I get food.
1: <laughs> oh, there's gonna be pizza... All right. Fine, I can Fine. suffer through...
0: Um, his employees and the undertaker steal his possessions to sell. Mm. So they don't they care. They clearly don't care. At all. Um, but
1: they did get lunch.
0: Yeah. So mm, at least you did one nice thing for them.
1: You stole a man's personal belongings who's dead and you got lunch. So sounds like a complete day. I mean, you, you did it all. You, di- you got everything done right before <laughs> lunch. I mean, right what more could you want? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Scrooge asks
0: the spirit to show how a single person who shows some, just to show him a single person who shows any kind of emotion over this man's death. And the spirit shows him a poor couple just in the alleyway who rejoice that this man's death allows them to put their finance, gives them more time to put their finances in order. So the only positive thing this dead man has to give someone is that they have more time. Before another debt collector comes and exactly. ruins their lives. That's your... High point.
1: Oof.
0: Oof. Oof. (laughs) It's a lot. It is a lot. Um, Scrooge asks the spirit to show him tenderness that must come from others when someone dies. And the spirit, who's just like a cheeky little motherfucker, shows him Bob Cratchit and his family mourning over the death of Tiny Tim, who has now died. Um... The spirit then allows Scrooge to see a neglected tombstone that ends up bearing the name Ebenezer Scrooge. Mm. So Scrooge's not feeling too hot at this point. He's he's struggling a little bit. He, at, at this point, he's horrified of seeing his tombstone just neglected and every other thing that the spirits have all shown him, and Scrooge just full-on breaks down, has a Britney what, 2006 moment, like getting ready to shave his head. Yep. And vows before the third spirit to change his ways and honor Christmas in his heart every day of the year. Hmm. Not just on Christmas. Mm. Every single day. He's learned his lesson. And he's crying real hard. Like, there's snot everywhere. Like This is not a this is not a pretty cry. Oh, this is an ugly cry. This is that cry that when, like, your mom calls you and you're like, I got this. I've had a bad day, but I've got this. I'm in control. And she goes, hi, honey. And you're like, oh, my God. Mom. Yeah. And just there's, oh. Mm. That's the kind of cry that. Dear old Scrooge is having Um, that brings us to stage five where Scrooge wakes up in his own bed and realizes that it's Christmas morning he spends the afternoon with Fred's family and anonymously sends a large turkey to the Cratchit home for their Christmas dinner Hmm. the following day Scrooge grants Cratchit a raise and becomes a secondary father figure to tiny Tim who spoiler alert he survives Um. hooray (laughs) optimistic child lives Yay! yay He doesn't even know how close he came. (laughs) That little fucker doesn't even know. He doesn't even know it. He doesn't even appreciate his life. (laughs) I tell you, Tiny Tim. (laughs) We're ultimately left with the knowledge that Scrooge is truly a changed man and that he continues to do good with the remainder of his life. Though we don't fully know that. Hmm.
1: Do we? We don't ever have... There's no like the Christmas Carol 2. Scrooge kind of like realizes it might have been all a dream, kind of starts going back into it. Exactly, you slip up once. Anyway, you ready for some fun facts? Yeah, bring those fun facts. Fun facts. Fun facts, fun facts. Did you sing
0: like a Dora the Explorer song to Fun Facts?
1: No. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) It was not actually Dora the Explorer, but. Backpack, backpack. Oh, shit. You sure? <laughs> Wasn't a little subconscious. It might have been subconscious. You know, they actually taught us Spanish in um, sixth grade by showing us Dora the Explorer. They like would put it on and be like, Yeah, she has Spanish lessons. In high school? Sixth grade. Sixth grade. I was like, Wow, a teacher's really slacking. No, but oh, never mind, we're not gonna get into this, but continue. Fun facts, fun
0: facts. The book was written in six weeks, starting in October of 1843 and finishing at the end of November so that it could be published in time for Christmas.
1: Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's not a big book, but... No, but that's still pretty... That's a significant amount of writing. Yep,
0: from start to finish, including the illustrations. Hmm. Um, during the time that Dickens would was writing, he would roam the streets of London at night when, as he put it, all the sober folks had gone to bed... <laughs> <laughs> to look for inspiration and he would be sporadically seen just like laughing and weeping to himself.
1: Oh, nobody was like, mm, he's lost it. They're like, oh, it's
0: just, just good old Charlie writing his book. Good old Dickens. Just good old Charlie. Um, the first edition of A Christmas Carol hit shelves on December 17th in 1843 and it sold out in only three days. Wow. Yeah, it went real fast. Dickens actually created a stage copy of *A Christmas Carol* for when he read the story to the audience, because he didn't—he didn't like to just read excerpts. He liked to perform the story to the audience, kind of oh, like cool. in the original audiobook. Huh. He did like all the different voices and would act out scenes and all of that. That's really cool. He's like, I'm not giving you. If I'm gonna do this, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it right,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's what good old Charlie did. You gotta dedicate to the craft. <clears throat> And he actually created this stage copy by tearing out pages of an original copy, pasting them into a blank book, and then would remove large descriptive portions and add stage directions for himself while he was reading. Oh, wow. So he really created this all for himself. Um, On the days that he did read the performance, Mm -hmm. this, this was how Dickens ate and drank to prepare. Oh, boy. On, on, on days that he would read the performance, Dickens would drink two tablespoons of rum mixed with cream for breakfast. Okay. A pint of champagne and tea a half hour a half hour before he went on stage. Yeah. And he would just throw back a sherry with a raw egg beaten into it during intermission. This is my man. This is also, <laughs> during intermission, he would sip beef tea. Okay.
1: Which I had to look up what that was. It's, uh, if I remember correctly, it's like dried beef shavings that get spoiled with water. Kind of. Yeah. The
0: recipe I found said to combine beef, salt, and water in a saucepan and boil. Yeah, you're Simmer basically for making 20 like minutes. a poor man's stock. And then it says skimming off any scum, that just sounds gross, Yeah, that's leftover fat. um, that forms on the surface, Mm -hmm. and then let it cool, and then pour the liquid and pieces of the beef into a jar or container, cover it tightly, and let it steep in the refrigerator for at least 24 hours. Mm. Yeah, no. Doesn't sound good. Anyway, and then he would top off, he would end that big old day of performing with all those pints of champagne, um, which I want a pint glass of champagne. Hell yeah.
1: I love champagne. I'm done with these little tiny glasses they give us. Give us a freaking pint I glass. I want a pint glass of champagne. I can have a pint of beer. I want a pint of champagne. I know.
0: Dickens had it right. Yeah, he did. Anyway, at bedtime he would have a bowl of soup.
1: So he like pretty much had a liquid diet. Yeah. The original liquid detox diet. And a lot of alcohol. I mean alcohol can detox things such as viruses because it's alcohol. (laughs) I don't know what's gonna detox inside you, but you can use it for antiseptic, so And that, my friend, is all I have for you. Well that was really good. You don't even know what to say. You're like still stuck on Tiny Tim. I'm so stuck on Tiny Tim. Don't don't hate the little optimistic dying boy. (sighs) I don't like kids.
0: (laughs) If it was a puppy.
1: All right. Anyway, back down to the next story.
0: <laughs> i <I'm> to <gonna> make <laughs> and drink hard liquor next time.
1: Um, so we are going to cover the Omni Parker House Hotel, which actually is supposed to have a connection to Charles Dickens. And um, the beer we're going to have is by Down the Road Beer Company, and it is a hot cocoa porter. Yum. I tried to find a Boston cream pie because... Why don't I have Boston cream pie in front of me? Don't look at me. I don't have a mixer at my house. Um, You have flour right near you. Okay. I don't have a car right now. I'm
0: hearing excuses. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Why didn't you go to the Omni Parker house and get a Boston cream pie to go and
1: then come here? (laughs) Um, So because there's so little information on the beer can and I'm completely ignoring you, Uh, I'm just going to read off what it says on the side because it gives a nice little description. Um, Few cities are as rich in history in both history and beer as Boston, Massachusetts. Beer is our blood, which is why Down the Road Beer Co. and City Brew Tours are honored to contribute to a new chapter in Boston's storied brewing tradition. Folk Tour Hot Cocoa Porter is a celebration of the friendship between our two companies as well as our mutual love of the storytelling and beer. This decadent ale blends dark malts and sweet chocolate into a hot cocoa porter to warm your bones through the cold winter months. What? They're really into the, like, the storytelling part. It's a part. cold
0: beverage. It can't warm
1: my bones. Clearly, you've never taken enough vodka to heat yourself up for the winter. You're not actually heating your bones. There's a reason it's... You know when I drink, my butt gets cold. I know, but most people that doesn't happen. i'm not talking about most people i'm talking about me it's not a normal thing for most people (laughs) it's not no sorry it's not (laughs) um they actually do mention storytelling on their um website uh basically they kind of mention that um brewery like the brewers would usually be illiterate so Recipes would be handled handed down in an oral tradition. Oh, that's cool. So, uh, recipes would slightly change here and there as people embellish the recipe, maybe? Embellish the story. Um, maybe they forgot an ingredient here and there, or they just <laughs> kind of wanted to spice things up. Um, so, they are... Uh, they say that they are kind of... Um, I don't want to say homage, but towards the storytelling and how things change. So, they kind of, like experiment with different ingredients or different storylines i guess you could say to cool. their to their beers so yeah um this is actually done in everett which is pretty close to us but we've never been to it i've never been to this one i've been to everett yeah all right so we oh, get to open it now yeah we get to open it now and get to drink
0: Oh, you went right. Okay. I went right for the can. Okay. You can
1: do whatever you want, except that if you drink from the can, then you get the um, the smell of the metallic, which will affect the flavor profile of your drink.
0: Well, I just wanted my first sip. It will affect the flavor Ew. profile. What did you do to that pour, Kristen? It went on oh, no, my computer. It's fine. My pour is beautiful.
1: Yeah, shut up. Look at this. The foam will go down. It's fine. Okay, all right. You know what? I'm just going to start deleting all your parts. I actually read though that it's better to do it
0: how you, like with the big head that you have. Yeah, because the when you do it this way, yes, you're saving like the carbonation but that's what makes you like gassy and uncomfortable. Oh. So it doesn't affect the flavor at all. It just doesn't give you the Most gassy people don't bubbles. don't
1: like, like the really big uh, foam topper on the beer.
0: Yeah, it goes away. But yeah, it, no does, it does it releases oh. more of that carbonation so that Okay. It doesn't upset your tummy as much.
1: Oh, good. Good to know. All right.
0: Here we go. Oh, now I can drink again.
1: I get the chocolate. You can definitely taste the chocolate.
0: I like it. It's not super syrupy, which I was kind of concerned about.
1: Yeah, and that's normally what I'm worried about. I mean, it's... Let's see. ABV on here. 7%.
0: Where do you see that? On the side.
1: Oh. Right here? Huh. Right there in front of my face. Yep. One pint, 7% alcohol by volume. Porter brew with cocoa and vanilla. I don't really get much vanilla. I'm... Not really. I mean, there's kind of like a fruity aftertaste, which could be the vanilla. Yeah. But but it's not vanilla prominent. Right. It's not like a it's vanilla definitely chocolate chocolate Right. Prominent. This is definitely chocolate. Like, but That's like what a, I want out of my hot cocoa. This is not a Swiss Miss chocolate. This is like oh, no, no, a no. good quality Belgian chocolate.
0: Ugh, like Ellie Burdick. They're drinking chocolate. Oh,
1: they're chocolate. Oh, we have to go back there. We do. This it's winter. so good. It's so good. It's like... The legit drinking chocolate, so it's like it's pretty much like a melted chocolate bar when you're drinking it. Like a it's
0: small is more than enough. More than
1: enough, and I've seen people get larges, and I'm like, what are you? You're doing? gonna throw up. You're gonna die. But it's so good, especially when you're walking around Ugh. and you, outside. And it's a little cold, not too cold.
0: We a did a ghost cold. tour in mm-hmm. Harvard Square, That's and right. we walked by it, and we actually walked back after the ghost tour. Yes, we
1: were like, we need chocolate. I need chocolate that's warm. Please give me chocolate. It was super busy in there, even though it was like 9 o'clock at night, too.
0: Yeah, but it was chilly. It was one of the first, like, crisp fall nights. That's true.
1: Crisp October night. But, um... When
0: when New Englanders are like, yeah, cold! And now it's December, and we're like, no! No, cold! cold.
1: I mean, this, I'm not gonna lie, this looks exactly in color to Coca-Cola. I mean, usually stouts always i mean it's kind of almost got like a red tinge to it too if you like look at it on the edge of the glass okay do it with yours mine's very full yes i poured my whole (laughs) oh yeah right just kind of like a soda yeah a little bit yeah i mean it doesn't taste anything like it but it kind of like if you put this down and i didn't see any of the like the the foam on top i'd be like yeah that could be a glass of coca-cola and i would be
0: i mean coca-cola can have the foam on top too yeah,
1: but it doesn't really stay like this. No. Anyway.
0: <laughs> As Kristen plays with her glass for the rest of the As podcast. As I slowly
1: swirl the beer and taste it and figure out each other terrible. Um, all right. So we are on the Omni Parker Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> fun fact, fun fact. Um, so the Omni Parker Hotel opened in 1855. Um, and there are supposed to be many ghosts that haunt the halls. Ooh, my mom stayed there recently. she like it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's nice. It's dated. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they have to keep it slightly dated for the history of it. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm sure what I was about to say is in yours, so I will not say it.
1: I will withhold my information until you're done. Okay. You can interject when the topic comes up. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Um... (laughs) thanks for that permission like i wasn't gonna do that i mean i was gonna add that but i thought i would sound like too much of a bitch so um apparently john wilkes booth stayed there once um really yeah right like uh, about a year or so before he killed abraham lincoln and uh so did lincoln's widow after um, oh mary todd yeah she's really sad um there have also been other uh u.s presidents who stayed there
0: have you um, ever read anything on Mary Todd Lincoln?
1: Like, her story is devastating, actually. I mean, I haven't beyond the fact that she used to do seances. She's, like, she's an interesting character, but she's act- her story is actually really tragic and no, sad. No, like, a lot of people in her life died, and it's really sad. Yep. I do know that. Like, her, pretty much her children. In, like, and... fourth grade, when we did the first lady presentations
0: and stuff, I was like, Mary Todd, because I thought Abraham Lincoln was real cool. Still do. Mm. But I was like, Mary Todd, and then I was doing research in fourth grade, and I was like, this is sad. This is so sad,
1: <laughs> yeah, anyway, anyway, um so the first ghost uh, that is mentioned is uh possibly the uh original hotel owner, like the first ghost ever noted I don't know if it was the first ghost noted, but this is the first one that was on my list. So. okay uh, it's supposed to be the ghost of Harry Parker. Um, and apparently a a guest at one point said that she woke up in the middle of the night and there was a man standing in front of her bed and was like, are you comfortable? Not anymore, sir. Not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) No longer am I comfortable. (laughs) I was doing just fine until you decided to walk right in (laughs) with your- Through my door. (laughs) With your phantom hands and just were like, hello, how can I help you? And that is a horrifying horrifying thing to go to. <laughs> like, just imagine there's like a man at the end of the bed and he's just like, "Hello. Are you comfortable?" And he you're like... has that voice. <laughs> That's what all ghosts sound like. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Clearly you've never gone ghost hunting. No, um, who's I'm a scaredy the, cat. Who is the expert here on ghost hunting? AKA... Show me the audio clip. <laughs> I can't show you an audio clip, but you can listen You can to show it. me the audio. It's on my other computer. That's what you keep saying. Actually, I don't even know if it's on there anymore. That computer keeps dying. Sad.
0: Anyway. Ironic,
1: but sad. Um. So there's a uh, additional rumor that um, Stephen King was inspired by one of the ghosts that's supposed to haunt the hall. I have heard that. Complete false. I have heard that though. Um. There's. They said that the like room three hundred three, um, inspired some story i didn't actually record it because it was a complete lie the so shining? I was like, yeah i think it might have been partially the shining but that's completely incorrect um fake news exactly fake news apparently like his pa pretty much just like was had to completely come out and be like no this is a complete lie like he hasn't <laughs> oh, even no he hasn't even <laughs> stayed here
0: i don't know where this came from <laughs> Um, What if it actually did, not this is all just an
1: elaborate ruse? It's all an elaborate (laughs) ruse. I don't know why I'm going to keep making weird voices, but this is is how the storytelling is progressing, which is probably why my mother complimented your storytelling over mine. It's true. (laughs) Hair toss. Um, I love your voices, though. Thank you. It's very Dickens-esque of you. Um, so apparently there is a ghost of a traveling liquor salesman, uh, who is the supposed to be haunting room 303? Does he, s- wait, th-
0: this is fake news though, right? The ghost story of 303 is supposed to be real. The
1: fact that it Inspire, inspired okay. the shining is what is false. Does he still sell liquor? I mean, that's one way of selling a spirit. Oh, hey! <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> He's a different kind of spirit salesman now. <laughs> um, Apparently the man killed himself in the room. Oh no! Now <laughs> I feel bad about that joke! <laughs> and the spirit refused to move on. Uh, guests complained that room 303 always smells like whiskey and the bathroom water turns itself on and off. Which is pretty normal for a That ghost. is Why is it always the bathroom water? Um, There are some people who put the hypothesis that... Hypothesis very loosely in quotations... Um, that running water like these—it's it's more like like <laughs> <large arm> waves <laughs> of quotation marks because a hypothesis like the inflatable of, man hypothesis. hypothesis used outside of any scientific um, connotation is always just kind of—it's not actually a hypothesis because you don't plan on testing it. Um, uh, there's some people that say that running water will actually help an energy uh, uh, manifest. Um, and but why the bathroom? Well, there's not usually pipes running in your bedroom. But
0: I just mean, like, even in houses, it's usually, like...
1: I mean, I've heard the kitchen sink turning on and off. Okay. Because I don't really hear that. But I think more people are attuned to the bathroom turning on and off because it's usually an ensuite. suite. Yeah. So you're, like... You're you like, hear it. You're nice and cozy in your bed. And, and then that, that ghost a,
0: man wakes you up. you got a
1: meeting in the morning and you're, like... Fucking Todd is turning on the faucet again! (laughs) Shut up, Todd! Poor Todd! Todd should just stop turning off and on the water, and we wouldn't have an issue. Um, Anyway. (laughs) Um, So, anyway, the water turns itself on and on. Strange shadows are said to be seen um, skirting across the walls. And... Apparently, according to this story, rather than bringing in an exorcist, management simply turned the room into a storage closet. Yeah, man. The haunting then stopped, apparently, uh, because... Wait, when they changed it from a room to a closet, the ghost is like, nah, I'm not staying in a closet. He's like, fuck you guys. Like, I had a good thing going here. I had a king-sized bed, I had my own bathroom, and you decided to turn it into a broom closet. Now I'm just gonna move on
0: to the next world. (laughs) Because there's a king-size bed there.
1: (laughs) Thank you. In heaven, there is a king-size California. (laughs) How do you know he's going to heaven? I mean, I don't think hell's going to give you a king-size bed.
0: I mean, maybe he's going to purgatory where he just gets a queen
1: size. I mean, I guess if you're into purgatory. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you just
0: shot me down real hard there. Jealous that Heidi likes my storytelling better than yours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> um, so. Oh. oh. Sorry, I just realized in one story it was Harry Parker and the other one is Harvey Parker. So somebody screwed up the name at one point. <laughs> I'm going to look it up real fast. I feel like it's this one because they actually have quotes is the correct one. Um but they also mentioned uh that Harvey or Harry, um apparently this bedroom is on the tenth floor, so room ten twelve. So if you want a haunted experience, you can try booking ten twelve and see if the ghost the is. The closet? Gonna... No, this is the other one. Room three oh three is uh, the closet. Uh, oh. Harvey. Okay. So the first story was bad writing. Um Maybe also, he went by Harry. Maybe he... Probably not. <laughs> I think we're being very nice to the story. Uh, uh, apparently also with Harvey, um, people report seeing orbs of light hovering down the hallway and mysteriously vanishing. I think
0: the orbs freak me out a little more than anything. Um, like the actual full... Maybe because orbs are more common. But then an actual
1: like I full mean, if apparition. If I saw a full manifestation of an orb coming at me, I'd be like, "Oh, what the fuck? Who threw a wiffle ball?" Um. <laughs> but do you think it makes that noise as it passes you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, fuck! Who's
0: playing wiffle ball in here?
1: Harvey, stop it! Harvey, <laughs> do you want to play? No, Harvey, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> Are you enjoying your stay? No, Harvey, clearly I am not enjoying my stay. (laughs) Leave me alone. I'm going to 303. I'm going to rather be in the broom closet than up here with you. Have a good night. (laughs) Fuck you,
0: Harvey. My favorite part is that as Kristen is changing characters, when she's Harvey, her hands go together. and like, like, steeple
1: together and they're like, Hello.
0: (laughs) And they're like, fingertips tap. And then when she's a normal person, her hands are going everywhere.
1: (laughs) You have to fully commit to the character, Becca. You have to fully commit. You don't do any of this half-assing. You have to fully be in character. You have to have the theater presence. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) This is not going to be fun for you to edit. Oh, no. This is going to be horrible for me to edit.
0: We'll see if you think you're as, we're as funny as we think we are right now when you edit.
1: I mean, I think we're pretty damn funny. Um, so, <laughs> back to the third floor. Apparently, also, the elevator randomly starts stops at the third floor without it being requested. That's just
0: annoying.
1: Um, apparently, there was a actress uh, who died there of cancer. And... That's really sad. That's really sad. Uh, she died on the third floor in 1876. Uh, throughout the third floor, the entire hotel... Did they know cancer in eight, the 1800s? Uh, I mean, I'd have been making up the cancer part, but I... Th- I, th- they, I, th- I mean, I they do. might have. I just... I think they did. Okay. Um... Uh, So apparently guests have described the sound of rocking chairs creaking late at night, even though there are none, which like... That's annoying. It's just an annoying noise. You just like, you walk out with your hands on your head and you're like, All right, guests, (laughs) I have a 6 a.m. flight. (gasps) Y'all need to keep your rockers still. And Harvey, I swear to God, (laughs) you come ask me (laughs) how I'm doing one more time. I am out. (laughs) Um, <laughs> Poor Harvey. He's really getting beat up this episode. I'm sorry. Harvey Parker was probably a very nice man, but he's now my own character in this story. Um, <laughs> um, so to quote from one article, which I believe is from the history of Massachusetts.org, uh, they quote, In a way, Harvey Parker has remained a, a constant in the world-famous hotel and restaurant. Um. He has, if you believe in spectral evidence, I first heard about the ghost of Harvey Parker when I began working there in 1941, explains longtime Bellman, um, John Brem, in a 1992 Boston Globe interview. They used to say that he roamed the halls on the 10th floor, and there were many stories, but one in particular happened around 1950. An elderly woman guest insisted she saw an apparition outside her room of 1078. At first, it was a misty apparition in the air, and then it turned towards her. She said it was a heavy-set older man with a black mustache. He just looked at her, then faded away. She came downstairs a bit jittery, and security went up to the 10th floor, uh, but they could report that nothing was found. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Harvey. <coughs> Thanks, security. Thanks, security. I mean, what is security going to do? you would be like... Even if there was a ghost Literally standing in front of you What are they They're not the ghostbusters They're not gonna do anything They're just gonna be like Well Charlie They
0: can at least confirm (laughs) That it's actually there And that you're not crazy
1: I mean yeah, I suppose. Or they just end up looking like the crazy ones as it's well. It's like when I had
0: my experience with the Ouija board and yeah. I called my very scientific friend mm-hmm. to be like, You can rationalize this for me. And he's like, I don't know, call the police. And I was like, And tell them what? There's a <laughs> demon in my dorm room? I don't think
1: so. There's a demon in my dorm room. He'll be like, Are you, are you drunk? Are you you're, doing some weird thing? thing? Sort of high, like you're doing some sort of high. I don't know what. Yeah. Um, so the last part of this. Other I than feel like yours boom. is flying
0: by so much faster than mine. I'm succinct.
1: Um, I'm well, funny. you also had an entire st- novel to That's go through, true. so <laughs> mine is just like three different little stories. <laughs> he
0: wrote it in six weeks. It only <laughs> took me three months to tell. It's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. uh, so Charles Dickens. Our little tie-in. <laughs> uh, said I love the body movements today. I
0: wish that people could see it. You're very fluid. I'm very
1: little, you know, I got a little shimmy in there, you know. Probably got just... some
0: alcohol in you after a rough day.
1: Yeah, got the little uh, Charles Dickens shimmy going on. The shimmy shake? Shimmy shake. Um, so it's rumored that Charles Dickens lingers in the Omni Parker Hotel.
0: What? Didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did, because
1: that's literally the reason why we picked the story, but... (laughs) I like how easy it is to make you laugh today. Hmm. (laughs) It was a very bad day. (laughs) Um, so Dickens first visited America in 1842, before the publication of Christmas Carol. And when he returned in 1867, he was a celebrity. His tale of Scrooge and Tiny Tim had made him enormously popular within the country. Um... Other people like Tiny Tim, huh? People love Tiny Tim. I don't know what it is. God with you. bless but us, everyone. You know, there's something to be said for not hating everything, even though you're just dying a slow, miserable, and premature death. Why not
0: hate everything at that point?
1: Because why make your life more miserable than it already is? Maybe that makes you happy. Being miserable makes you happy, making other people miserable.
0: That's horrible. That, worked, Making, for, that yeah. worked for Scrooge for many a year.
1: Yeah, and it took four ghosts to be like, you're gonna die and you're gonna be miserable. <laughs> I don't think we want to follow the Ebenezer Scrooge route. Okay, I'm just saying it's an option. It's, no, don't listen to her. It's not an option. Everything's a choice. No, I mean, everything is a choice, but we may have choices that we should not make. Like murder is a choice we should not make. Mm, depending on who it is. Uh, tax evasion we should probably not do yeah i'm not for that one really (laughs) stealing a puppy stealing a puppy you are (laughs) pro if it's not your dog but if someone stole your dog oh they would be dead then i would be murdering someone yeah so (laughs) god
0: bless anyone who tries to take my dog anyone who wants to pet my dog on the street i will happily allow because I will not be that monster who has an adorable puppy and is walking down the street and won't make eye contact with you so you can't ask to pet my dog because it's rude. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> Intangity. I'll stop. It's Go so ahead. Weird. Tell me more about Charlie. No, tell me more
1: about this dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when he was in Boston, he gave uh, a performance at the Tremont Temple. Um, he gave performances throughout November and gave one on Christmas Eve. Um, he was so popular, in fact, that uh, the hotel had to post guards because people were trying to get in to, oh, like, man. him. So, like, they had to post guards fangirl. the Fangirl. <laughs> like, the fangirl was real even <laughs> in the 1800s. I mean, probably even more so with the Victorians. I just picture like this author walking out hell and, hell.
0: like, seeing all these Victorian girls being like, oh,
1: look at his ankles. They're exposed. <laughs>
0: Look at his five o'clock shadow. That is so sexy.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. He's not even brooding. He's still my beating heart. (laughs) God bless us, everyone. All right. I know you, I don't understand what you hated on the tiny Tim for, but, um, so he had a specific mirror that he used to rehearse in front of. Um, Yeah. That's, that was it. That was it. Yeah. I saw it. Oh, you saw the mirror? Yeah. Cool. Um, I mean, I understand, like, you got to get the facial expressions right. You got to fully commit. The English major in me was real excited. I mean, yeah, why wouldn't it? Um, So several, I think the story is actually pretty recent. Um, A workman was cleaning the mirror and saw condensation from someone else's breath appear on the glass. Uh, which is a little horrifying because, like, you have to think of like how close somebody would have to be standing. They would just be like, "Hey."
0: <sighs> Did I tell you hey. about when I brought um, my coworker Meredith and her boyfriend? Mm-mm. Did I, t- I tell you about the lobster? Mm-mm. <laughs> You were in Barcelona. So, we brought my coworker, Meredith, yeah. and her boyfriend, who's also a fantastic person, mm-hmm. um, to the aquarium. Her boyfriend's name is Colby, and I'm pretty sure Colby had more fun than the three of us put together in the aquarium. He just was having a blast, which is <laughs> really fun to watch. Um, but they were looking at the octopus. So, Matt and I had moved further along because the octopus area gets very crowded. Mm. And we found the Isle of Shoals New Hampshire tank and we're like, okay. And they have a blue lobster in there. So like we were looking at it, just like killing time. (laughs) And then behind me, I hear, that's a beautiful lobster, isn't it? This one's much closer to you at that level in that voice. And I like turn around, Nat turns around because we're both like, what the fuck? (laughs) And there's this man with like a skeleton of a lobster who works at, he works at the aquarium, thank God. And just being like, telling us all this information about this blue lobster. And I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh.
1: Harvey was reincarnated.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And Meredith is seeing this happen. and And she comes over and he's still talking to us about this lobster in this kind of voice. And is being incredibly uncomfortable about it. Being like, that's a real cool lobster. Now you can say you've seen one real up close. And I was like okay thank you and then for the rest of the day we saw him like reappearing by us like all the time Meredith's like there's your best friend and I was like stop stop
1: what do you think of this
0: lobster Becca <laughs> it was like, he like came up behind me I didn't hear him and he's like that's a real beautiful lobster she sure is a beauty ain't she <laughs> and then followed by this one's much closer to you and I was like is it real is it a live lobster should I be concerned Anyway, that's my side note story for. It. I don't remember what made me think of that, but no. what
1: were you <laughs> talking, talking about? The mirror. <laughs> we were oh, someone about being close. close. <laughs> yep. I um, thought you'd like that story. So the mirror is about four feet wide and six feet tall, with an ornately curved, carved frame, and features a plaque that states the mirror has been authenticated as a Dickens mirror by the Boston Dickens Fellowship how the fuck do they do that? They're like, this is the one he mentioned in his diary. The
0: same way we can be like, George
1: Washington peed on this tree. Yeah, I guess. Um, so the poor, uh, workman is, you know, wiping off the condensation, turns around, is like, all right, what the fuck? Uh, turns back around and there's more condensation on the mirror. he's that's like, that's annoying. Uh, fuck it. I'm out, peace out, y'all. And just kind of is gone. Um, so he didn't
0: see anything except the condensation. No. That happened twice, though. But I would just be annoyed. Like, dude, I'm just trying to clean the mirror. <laughs> please, sir, just let me, or
1: madam, I don't want to be... Actually, it was, uh, in fact, Dickens ghost standing in front of the mirror, but he was trying to breathe on it so he could write a message And saying, the guy kept being like, nah. Nah. And the guy, he, and Dickens is just trying to be like, more champagne, please. Another pint of champagne, Another please. pint
0: of champagne.
1: Um... Oh, that sounds wonderful. Apparently, the mirror is said to do odd things when guests say Charles Dickens in front of it three times. So, a guest- Bloody Mary, Bloody what? Mary! <laughs> no! Charles Dickens, Charles Dickens, Charles Dickens. Have you ever done Bloody Mary?
0: No, I'm not stupid. No, I won't try it. No. I refuse.
1: I mean, you could say- I don't think a demon is going to come crawling out of the mirror. I'm not going to take the, the me- chance, though, first of all. No, but I think Peridola is um, pretty real- especially when you're in a very dark place. Um, I don't actually know if I'm pronouncing that term correctly. Pareidolia? Paradoia. It's, um, I don't know. It's um, the uh, effect the brain has where it will try to see patterns in things. So it will basically yes. turn things into a face. Even so though if you say the same thing over and over again, like, yeah, it's like how people can like look at the back of the car and be like, oh, look, it's smiling at me. like the tail lights and the bumper. It's a smile. Um, That's, You've never seen that? Like, no! <laughs> or, like, you know, like a, like a outlet. This car is happy! All right, like an outlet plate, you know, with the two eyes and a little mouth. All right, I can see that one. That's paradoia. Um, and there's another study that's been done that shows, like, if you stare at one place for a very long time, like, especially your own reflection, basically your brain gets bored, um... Because it's seeing the same image, and it's like, okay, what's going on? You're not that cool, man. We're staring at one place for a really long time. Like, there might be danger nearby. Like, why are we being so intense? And so, like, it will actually start manipulating the image because your eye just kind of starts being really lazy. and be like, like, I'm going to look over here. But you actually think you're still looking ahead. So, like, people will describe that they, like, see grotesque, monstrous faces or, like, it looks like they're, like... Aging face. and like aging, like two, like just super, super uh, intense stuff. And then you add that on top of like adding this lore that a demon's gonna crawl out and take your heart out. Um, I don't think that sounds like a fun time. And I just situation. don't
0: understand why you would do it. Like even and if what if about- there is that slight chance? I don't care if it's like a billionth of a chance. Yeah. I'm not going to take it. Uh-uh. No. No, sir.
1: Um, so, yeah. It doesn't say what happens after you say Charles Dickens. Just that he appears? He, it just says that weird things happen. No stories about what happens? No stories other than condensation. Like, I want Charles Dickens to appear and be like, Oh, my More God. champagne! Because I'd be like,
0: you and I, sir, need to party. Charles, Charlie boy. I was that kid in college that with Tyler we'd come in, we'd pop our bottle of champagne and we'd drink that for the night. Oh, Charlie drinking his pint of champagne. I want a pint of champagne.
1: That sounds amazing. That does sound really good. Um, apparently there's another story from uh the book Heaven in Heaven by Hotel Standards. Um This happened around 2010. Um, The the person being quoted says, well, we were in the Longfellow room and I usually speak from a podium and there was none there. I went to the storage room on the mezzanine level and heard a gruff voice yell out, what do you want? I thought it was the houseman at first, but there was nobody on the floor, nobody at all. And the voice sounded just like a bell captain that used to work here. He had been a drinker and sometimes after work hours, he would go off to a bar then wander back to the hotel late at night. Um and then he would hide out in some sliding closet, so I thought it was probably him. Yeah, it sounded exactly like him, except for the fact that he's dead. Oh, oops! That one little fact, yeah, that that little minor detail. <laughs> you know, it sounds very much like this guy I know. Where where, where was the last time I saw? Oh, oh, oh right, yeah, he's, he's dead. Girl, he's dead. Um, God, Todd, leave me you- alone. <laughs> Uh, If you have any doubts that the Omni Parker house is haunted and uh, just remember what the poet Oliver Wendell Holmes uh, wrote about the hotel in 1884 titled, At the Saturday Club. Such guests, what famous names its record boast, whose owners wandered in the mob of ghosts.
0: I mean, you can also just go to the concierge and ask to see the like ledgers that they have of paranormal accounts. Can you really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. I vote we do a crypt tour Mm -hmm. of the King's Chapel, and Mm -hmm. then we go over to Omni Parker House, drink some gin drinks, because their gin drinks are on point, and then ask to go see the ledger.
1: We should go do that, like, deal where you can get, like, two... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Travel zoo? Yeah. We should do the dinner. We'll have to find another person. Tyler? Tyler. Cam? Somebody. Who volunteers first? Somebody who volunteers who wants to go to a nice dinner. Hit us up on
0: social media. <laughs> just a random person? Just be That'd like... That'd be fun. Um... <laughs> okay. This is why you're not in charge of social media. Oh, okay.
1: Um, yeah. It's in a public place. What do we have to lose? That's true. I mean, at this point, it's going to be somebody we know, so... Right. Yeah. Uh, so we'll go to dinner, we'll go do a crypt tour, and then we'll go review the ledger. So the paranormal society. Yeah, hey, you can just go to the concierge and ask to see those, though. That's pretty cool. Um... Alright, well, that's pretty much it for my story.
0: Do you know that, um, I haven't ever actually read it, it's always been on my list, I've never gotten to it, mm-hmm. but that Dickens actually has, um, a, another Christmas story about a goblin. What? Really? Yeah, it's called, mm, where's my Dickens book? Hold, please. Did your husband take it? Nope. Oh. I have, oh, no, 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 I have so many versions of a Christmas Carol. <laughs> it's
1: not even funny. Um, it's like Harry Potter.
0: It really is. You
1: have, like, five different versions. People are like,
0: I know you like this book, and I'm like, you're right.
1: You're right, I do. Is it?
0: Probably.
1: I do enjoy this book. Oh, he has
0: several. But the one I'm referring to is the story of the goblin who stole a sexton. A sexton? A sexton. There's also... S-E-X-T-A-N-T? A... S-E-X-T-A-N-T? T-O-N. Like... T-O-N. Sexton, what is a sexton? Like the thing that's used on chips? to like. No, I think that's a sextant. Oh, I don't know. Tea. I'll read the story and let you know next Christmas. Okay. Um, there's also a Christmas tree. What Christmas is as we grow older? A poor relations story. A child story. The schoolboy story. Nobody's story. The seven poor travelers. The holly tree. Going into society. Missus Learper's lodgings. Missus Learper's legacy. Doctor Marigold and Mugby Junction are all Christmas stories,
1: huh? And just as a follow-up, a sexton is a person who looks after a church and the churchyard, sometimes acting as a bell ringer and formerly as a grave digger. Huh. I'll peruse that story, yeah, that'll be interesting. All right, so you wanna do gratitude corner? Or you wanna do? Let's do gratitude as I'm pulling up social media. Okay. Uh, what am I thankful for this week? Um, thankful for all
0: the holiday parties coming my way. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: and my trip that's coming up.
1: Yeah, you get to be excited about a trip right now. Yeah, that's awesome. we're going
0: away. It's going to be great. Magical. Just, and yeah.
1: It's going to be a lot of fun for you.
0: Yeah, we'll recap it because I probably... I might see you, but we won't record another one before.
1: No. Um, let's see. What else?
0: Um, um, Find one thing, Kristen. See my beautiful face.
1: Yes, that's absolutely it. I got to go to a work party and we got to watch a clip from a Nova episode. That's cool. Yeah. um, The episode's
0: going to be out on the 26th. Shouldn't you be thankful for the wonderful Friends Christmas I put on last weekend?
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. You did put on a beautiful party. (laughs) Just toot my horn, Kristen. Just tell me how nice I was and how good I cooked. Um, No, you didn't. You put on a beautiful party. I'm not
0: going to lie. When you tell me I cook something well, I'm
1: always like, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, I I think the true measure is I don't offer any suggestions on how to change it. I will never turn down food. I'm not that snobbish. But if I offer advice, it's usually like,
0: Next time, let's try this. Next
1: time, let's maybe not put so much That's true, you didn't say
0: anything about the turkey and dumplings. Mm
1: -hmm. Because I actually enjoyed it.
0: But pretty much every... It's been, what, three years now? Two Mm -hmm. years?
1: Friend Christmas was two years now.
0: Yeah, so we kind of... It was informal, and then it became kind of formal where we gathered as friends and had a very non-stressful Christmas.
1: Yeah, kind of like a found family Christmas. It's kind
0: of like Friendsgiving, but we don't do Friendsgiving, so we do it over the holidays and we get really cheap gifts for each other that we all get really, usually alcohol-related and we're all like, oh my god, how did you know? How did
1: you know I like drinks? (laughs) (laughs) Even though that's pretty much all we do is like go to breweries together and hang out, which makes us sound like alcoholics, but I swear to god we don't drink that much.
0: (laughs) We drink quite a bit on the weekends, but then we sober up during the week.
1: I mean, I don't even drink that much on the weekends unless I'm with people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'll make a nice dinner. This year was super casual though. I was so lazy about dinner this year. I did not make my roast and everything. Yeah, but it
1: didn't appear lazy. Like chicken, not chicken, turkey and dumplings does not look. I like did roast good. an entire turkey breast on Friday night when I got home from yeah, work. Yeah, so it, it's not that low key. It's not like you handed out peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. It, it was, was like eat up, assholes.
0: It was low key Saturday because yeah. I. It was all done. Like it was just right. in the slow cooker hanging right. out. So. There you go. I did your gratitude corner for you. Thank
1: you. Thank you for doing the work for me. I appreciate (laughs) it. Thank you
0: for the gratitude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Social media. Hmm. You can find us on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. We're still working on... Where are
1: we going next, you're hoping? We're going to go to Spotify next. I think with this episode, I'll try.
0: Ooh. Mm, I know. Exciting. That'll be another post. Um, But you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Saucy Spirits, the podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Saucy Spirits Pod, and you can reach out to me because Kristen won't check it. <laughs> you can reach out to me on Gmail at Saucy Spirits, the podcast at gmail.com.
1: Yeah. And if you liked any of our stuff, please leave a review. Please subscribe. Um, if you have any stories that you want to suggest, please let us know. Let Becca know. Uh, let Becca know, uh, <laughs> and I will pass actually, the message. Actually, one of my coworkers who listens did give me a good suggestion, so I might do... Oh, you're holding that one
0: close to the chest. Yeah. <laughs> well, fine, and if I get any emails, I'm not telling you.
1: Well, I mean, I'll tell you later. Not online, though. Okay. On, not on the... On the okay, re- I like that. While recording. Um, yeah, so, you know, I think I'll definitely be covering that one, because that's an interesting story. So... um, yeah, we, we'd love to hear from you guys. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah, I guess... Uh, have a wonderful holiday. Have a wonderful holiday. And, and happy new year. We'll happy see you in 2019. 2019, y'all. Anyway. <laughs> um, Thanks for listening. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, guys. And uh, see you later. Bye. Bye.